You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. So lately we've been talking about identity, we've been talking about community, Um, you know, we've been discussing who we are in Christ, and even the other day I had a a short conversation with an individual um, about identity, and I had to remind them again that you're not what the world says. You're not what the enemy says, but you are what the word of God says, what what God says about you. That's who you are. And uh, I think we, we regularly need to be reminded of that, of who we are in Christ. And, uh, and you know, as soon as I shared again who God says they were and they are, it just, again, brought a whole new, fresh perspective on their day. And it's just so important that we really embrace the, um, our identity in Christ. So we've been talking about identity. And then we've also been talking about um, just the importance of healthy community. Healthy community. Again, we will be a part of lots of different community groups. And those are amazing. And those are important. And uh, they're everywhere. Everybody wants to be connected with community. But I think in Christian community, there are um, just other aspects that are really important that we make sure are a part of how we're living and interacting with one another in community. Um, Some of those principles obviously would apply outside of sort of a Christian community. Um, There's sort of... uh, appropriate social behaviors that we that we need to live by in community but then there are other aspects that the word of god speaks to us about that we should adapt in our christian community here at the church and uh a church can be an interesting community correct you know because it involves all sorts of people um all with their own story all sorts of people, all with their own story. And so we're an interesting group of individuals. And it's been said a number of times uh, here at the church that really a number of us probably wouldn't have crossed paths if it wasn't for this group, and if it wasn't for this church planted here in Kemp Town. Because there are very many differences amongst us. And, uh, and so... You know, I would easily connect with a running group because that's something that I enjoy. But, you know, like Jen's not a runner. So maybe I wouldn't have connected with Jen, but I have because of this church here in Kemptown. And uh, there's a, that saying that uh, says you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Now, in some situations... Um, like myself, pretty pretty good family. So I'm actually, you know, I, I like hanging out with my family. It's 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 a pretty good gig. Other people, they aren't too fond of hanging out with their family and um, are thankful that they have friends in their lives. But you choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And so in Christ, the reality is that we are brothers and sisters. We are sons and daughters of God. And so how we interact with each other, how we treat each other, really matters um, for many reasons, but this one especially, this one especially, and it's going to pop up on the screen, 
And it says, a new suggestion. No, 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 no. It says, take it or leave it. Right? No. Here's, here's an option for you all. No. Right? It doesn't say that. It says, a new command I give you to love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so according to this scripture, how we interact with each other has a direct impact on how everyone will base their thoughts on Christians, on the church, and ultimately Jesus. Right? I mean, it, it, is, it doesn't get any more clear than those words that we read in the scriptures that are in red, which mean Jesus said them. Extremely important. And uh, so it's a big deal. And so on that note, we are going to continue to discuss about community. And so as you saw a second ago, the title of this message is Community Strong. And um, I chose this because it has been a type of slogan, I guess, that, that has become readily used when a community is in a rebuilding time. And um, whether a church community is rebuilding or established, right, it doesn't really, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. It is always important to, to, um, to look at the right ingredients and see if they are in place. We want to have the right ingredients to be a strong community, a healthy community. And so I'm not... A good cook. Um, though I guess over the last little while I've been learning, and Kyla has been, you know, helping me out in that. And uh, I think the ch- the biggest challenge for me is not necessarily the ingredients that go into something; it's the timing. Preparing a real, like, significantly nice meal. You know, making sure you put the corn in at the right time and the cauliflower and the meat and all these sorts of things. And it all gets finished at the same time and placed on the table. I mean, that is one of the big challenges for me. However, I, I certainly wouldn't be able to cook a proper nice meal. But all the ingredients is really important. And so um, if you want to have something that's really tasty and satisfying, you have to put in the right ingredients. Right? Bottom line. If you start adding things that don't belong, if you put a little bit of this instead of a little bit of that and a little bit of something else and not the other thing, right? All of a sudden, what you have prepared is just not going to turn out. And, and, and many around the table are going to not be very thrilled. And so, um, so we want to add the right ingredients so it's tasty and satisfying. And I believe the same is true when it comes to community, right? When we all live according to how God created us, applying his recipe to our lives for a healthy and strong community, we will be tasty and satisfying to each other. We will want to be around each other when we are applying the right ingredients into our community. It's so important. And so... Obviously, there are many different ingredients that need to be sort of uh, put into community. But this morning, I wanted to talk about three, and they are love, honor, and serving. And so in Romans 12, 
9 to 11. We read about these three. So Romans 12, 9 to 11. And uh, reading out of the NIV in this particular case. So love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I think sometimes we read these verses and, um, and think, yeah, I do that, right? It's pretty simple. When you read that, it's like, yeah, I'm good with that. Carry on. Actually, I could just shut down right now and play on my phone. I don't really need to listen to this because I got that. Love, honor, serve the Lord. Cool. Doing it. But my previous pastor used to say this often, and he'd say, when you're bumped, when you're bumped, what spills out? Because I think that is the true test and a really great question to ask ourselves in community. When you're bumped, what spills out? Is it the fruit of the Spirit? Is it love and joy and peace and patience and love, uh, gentleness and kindness and self-control? And I'm sure there's one that I've missed in there. Is it those things that come out? Is it honor that comes out? Is it I just want to keep serving the Lord that comes out? Is it love, the, the greatest one of all? Does that come out? Or do other things come out when you're bumped? And so all of a sudden, these three, and obviously I threw in the fruit of the Spirit there, but these three become this, this thought that maybe this isn't as simple as, as just reading through the text and going, yeah, tick, done that, can do that, can do this one as well. And so I think it's really important that we, again, understand what these three really mean. And so love, for example, which is our first one, this morning, in John 15, 12 to 13, and I think this just sums up love so incredibly well. It says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Some of you have heard a bit of this story. Um, some of you haven't, but when we first moved here, so almost two years ago now, um, Eden was in school, kind of her first week in school, and um, we got a phone call, and the phone call was that Eden is having a fit, the ambulance is on the way. And first of all, from a Canadian perspective, fit just meant, meant that she was giving the teachers attitude. But here, it obviously meant something else. And we didn't know that at first, but quickly clued in when they said, you know, normally an ambulance doesn't come if a kid has a bad attitude towards the teachers, right? And so we obviously rushed to the school. And I met, we remember sitting there with the, the, um, the medical guy was there, and, and she had just come out of it. And she didn't really know who we were and what was going on. Uh, well, she knew who we were, but she just wasn't like herself in any way, shape, or form. And it was just this moment that was so incredibly difficult. And uh, so a few weeks went by, and she obviously went up to the hospital, and 
they did a bunch of tests and different things like that. And then um, about three weeks later, she had another fit. And this one happened to be just before church Sunday morning. Um, and it took place in our in our room on our bed because she had this sensation that she recognized from the initial time that it happened, even though it had never happened before. And she, so when she came into the room, she had this feeling it was going to happen again. And then right there on her bed, she had another seizure. And it wasn't as bad as the first one, but it was still, it still happened. And I think in that moment and through sort of that sort of season or time, how, you know, everything in me as a dad wanted to take that from her. It was like I, I did not want her to have um, these seizures anymore. I did not want any, anything that would potentially hurt my, my girl. It was like I wanted to make sure that that would not take place, and I wanted to take that upon myself in a sense. And I think that's how Christ is with us. Right. It's like and that's the love that we are to display to other people. It's like even when they may hurt us or if something really brutal is going on in somebody's life, this love that Christ has put in us comes out in such a way that is beyond sort of our thought or imagination or even ability. And we go, I want to be I want to take that from you because because of this love that Christ has put in me. We're extremely happy to say that and in some ways we really felt that God brought healing to our daughter and and that was and that it was done and she has felt for the longest time it's done but we did have uh, a one-year sort of checkup just the other day and she's clear and clear and free and everything is cool so we're really stoked about that but that is the love that I think God calls us to walk in. And so when you're bumped in community, right? Community, uh, love says, I will lay my life down as Christ laid his life down for me. That's so when we're bumped, it's like automatically this love steps in and says, this is how I'm going to respond. And uh, I've read this quote before, and it's a fantastic quote. And it's, remember that people are the least lovable when they need the most love when they need love the most remember that people are the least lovable when they need love the most and uh, I just think that that is such a fantastic quote I wish it was mine but it's not but in community it's not about and love it's not about um, us being fake but strong community responds and interacts with each other with sincere care and tender affection. And maybe for guys, it's a little bit more challenging, but tender affection, just sort of figure out how that works within sort of the scope of guys and, and do it, right? Supporting one another, no matter what. And, and if you think something's out of your league where it's like, I'm having a hard time responding in love, you don't just write that person off or be nasty, but we choose to go, I'm gonna get somebody else, perhaps in a church setting, it's a leader, and how to how to and and say this is out of my league. I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know what to do here. So can we work through this together? And ultimately, it's because we want to to grow and develop as a community, not isolate each other and and have hard feelings towards each other. And so, what what happens when we're bumped? How do we respond to people? 
So the next ingredient is honor. And again, up on the screen it says, um, outdo one another in showing honor. And so when I read that in the English Standard Version, that outdo just jumped out at me like it's never jumped out at me before. Mainly because I probably have never read it before because I don't usually read English Standard Version. But in the NIV and in you know NASB, some of the translation that I generally read, it was like, wow. And uh, that is a very interesting way to look at it. It sounds a little competitive, actually. Sounds a little bit sort of... Uh, like there's some competition that's going to take place in community. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but is there anybody, I guess I'm going to ask you, anybody really competitive in the room? Is there a competitive edge to you? Yeah. So Kyla is a great example of someone that's very competitive. She, no, she loves to win. It's sort of like this, actually, to be completely honest, because I don't think and I'm going to say this in a second. I, I'm not advocating competition within a church community. I'm not advocating that. But in all honesty, there was a time where Kyla was like, why has God created me so competitive and I have no outlet? And so she did decide I need to find an outlet so I can be competitive because it, it was just in her. It's just for some people, it's just there. You can't help it. For me, I was always like most sportsman like player. Um, that's kind of the rewards I would get. Like I want to I like to win. Don't get me wrong. But it was more. Let's just have a good time. Let's get together and we'll just whatever happens, happens. Um, that was sort of my approach. Kyla, completely different and completely OK completely okay. I even, it's so okay that I married her, right? That's how okay it is, right? And so we bring good balance to our kids. But, but you know, actually talking about kids and sports, um, and Johnny's talked about these sorts of things before too in a different context, but um, it's always said the goal is to have fun, right? And I always tell my kids, have fun, but it really feels good when you win. Like, right? I mean, it's like kids want to win. We're fooling ourselves and we just tell them, hey, it's just for fun. Just go out there. If you lose all the time, it'll be okay. No, kids want to win. I mean, right? They want to they wanna like not just get a, um, a participation medal. They want to get like a first place. I mean, we – there's – I think even though I'm not extremely competitive, I also like to, you know, come first. I mean, if I come first, like – that's pretty cool. Why not, right? And so, um, anyways, competition I think is really good. But at the same time, as I said, I'm not advocating um, a competition amongst ourselves, um, in especially in regards to this topic where I'm talking about honoring. But there seems to be, I think, in the context of this passage, this idea of not a half-hearted approach. There, there seems to be this need for a total surrendering of self this this idea that we just we give everything we possibly can to show honor to each other now sometimes that's really challenging but as we carry on and we'll we'll talk about a few th more things in honoring but when i run it's it's about doing my personal best 
That is, that's, that is my goal. I'm never, I've never checked out who I'm running against when I, you know, recently running the London Marathon. I didn't just go, okay, well, who are all the people that I'm going to be running against? Because I got to make sure I beat these guys. I didn't do it in some of my previous marathons, and I won't in the future. All I want to do is check out what was my recent personal best and see if I can build on that. And, um, and because I, I know that there's always going to be others that are going to be faster than me, better than me. But I'm going to do everything I can, not because I want to be better than the person next to me, but because I want to grow, I want to develop, and I want to push myself in a way that is healthy for me. And so in the same way, I believe when, when, when it comes to honoring each other, we should aim to look at what we like and enjoy in others about each other. Look at the positive qualities and the, and the God attributes that each person displays. I have found that none of us are perfect. If that is your first time hearing that, I'm really sorry to break the news to you, but not one of us is perfect. And, and we don't need other people pointing out our weaknesses. It, it's not helpful. Um, because generally speaking, we are all aware of our own personal weaknesses. The last thing we need is for someone to, to kind of rub it in our face a little bit more. You know, Kyle and I, um, a couple other little, little things. I have this problem with remembering important um, information that Kyla will give me. And some, some may call it uh, selective hearing, you know, whatever you want to tag it, it doesn't really matter. I have this, I have this problem. And, um, but I am working on it. I think I am working on it. It's, she's giving a, a sort of a slight, yeah, maybe, not really, but I think I am. But it's important that I recognize that this is an issue and that I work on it. And, um, and it's important because it's important to Kyla. And I think in, in the life of the community, it's important that we work on our own stuff because it matters in community. How we respond and act and live affects community. And so we want to make sure that we are working on our own stuff. And, and sometimes working on our own stuff doesn't take very long. Other times it does. It's just, it depends on who we are. But what we, what I find is really important in all of that is for me personally, um, if Kyla regularly points out to me what my shortcomings are, it just reminds me over and over and over again, I'm failing. But if I at least give her a bit of a hint that I am honestly trying to get better at remembering and she then just chooses to go, okay, yes, that's a weakness in him, but I'm going to compliment him on some of his strengths. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to look at the, the good qualities that Julian carries instead of always pointing these out, even though he is slightly getting better, I'm just going to keep encouraging him in this other way. And even with a side of this illustration, Kyla certainly supports me and encourages me in lots of different other areas. But my point is, is if we keep pointing out the same thing over and over and over in somebody's life, it's like it's not really going to benefit any of us. And um, and I know for, for Kyla and I, um, it, it's not going to help us. And so what we need to do is work on our own stuff and choose to honor the good in others. I think that's what honoring is all about. And this doesn't mean that 
we never allow other people to speak into our lives. Okay? But I believe that that sort of stuff should be done in relationship. It should be done with somebody that you trust. And it should be done where there's an agreement between you and the other person that I'm allowing you to speak into my life. I'm allowing you to see the stuff in my life. And I'm allowing you to speak into that. I think it's so important, even within community, and I know we're a small group this morning. So maybe in, you could potentially all, like in this group, know each other's stuff and be able to talk and invest into each other's lives. But if we were in a bigger context, the reality is a church of 200 cannot be a, uh, is going to have smaller groups. And in, within that, maybe there would be more of that, um, honoring each other and being able to point out maybe some of the things that somebody has to work on um, in relationship and in a healthy environment like that. And so we, I want to make sure that we are not saying you can just be how you want to be and, and live how you want to live. I think it's important that we still look at our stuff and work on that stuff and have people in our lives that are that are giving input into our lives, but making sure that it's done within relationship and it's in in a way that what we welcome each other's input. The last thing um, for um, these ingredients that I think are really important is serving. And Paul said, keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Paul also says, always give yourselves fully to the Lord. Work up fully to the Lord. Work of the Lord, I thought. Yeah, work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And so recently, um, there were these devastating fires that swept through many, many, many hectares of forest in Alberta, Canada, where Kyle and I are from. And, um, and what happened to be in the path of this fire was this community called Fort McMurray. And so it, I mean, it, obviously it's huge because you guys are aware of it as well. So it's, you know, when it's on the UK news, it's obviously a big deal. Um, and so over 88,000 people were evacuated. And and when all was said and done and they were allowed back into their community, about 24,000, sorry, 2,400 homes were completely destroyed. And some other buildings and areas were, were also um, damaged. A lot of the main structures they were able to protect. And, and, and so that was really good, like hospitals and schools and so on and so forth. But um, but it was obviously just a, a really been a very, um, challenging and difficult time for that community, but they're rallying around each other. And, uh, and one of the things that I'm certain about is that this community was probably not perfect before the fires happened. And I can almost guarantee that the community obviously right now is still not perfect, right? But because of the fires, um, and devastation, the people I think in the community have put aside all of the things that aren't as important, maybe the, the petty little things that, that can happen in community. That stuff has been put aside, right? And they've rallied together because there are more important things where they need to put their effort, right? There's a saying um, that, that says, it just left me something about um, sort of like what hill are you going to die on? Like sometimes there's things that we really, we really 
think are so incredibly important. But in the big picture, it's like I'm wasting a lot of time and energy on this. There are way more things that are more important. And it's like that, that whole thing of like you got picking your battles. Is this really an area that I want to put my effort? And so um, devastation, in my opinion, hasn't come to this community. But I believe we can take something from this illustration again of these of a community coming together. And that strong communities focus on giving themselves fully to the work of the Lord. I think so often we've seen in church, and this so doesn't apply here, but as an example, they get caught up in what color the carpet should be and what color the chair should be and what color do we put on the walls and, you know, should we get a new, you know, bucket to mop up the floor and should we, you know, they just get bogged down with stuff that's like so unimportant and and miss the, the, the purpose of the church to be missional and to love their neighbors and to reach out into the community and to be there for one another. All of these sorts of things get forgotten about. And so we want to be giving ourselves fully to the work of the, the Lord. And this word serving at its core is all about putting, um, putting others and his purposes above our own. And so often that is not always easy to do. But that's what he's calling us to, is to be putting others and, uh, and his purposes above our own. That doesn't mean we just uh, forget about ourselves and we don't, you know, grow in all of these different areas. But it's about putting others first and his purposes. And I know, again, in mine and Kyla's relationship, I put her above myself. And she does the same. She puts not herself above me, but she puts me above her. And when that when, when we're doing that, it's amazing how healthy the relationship and family can be. But the moment it switches to I'm going to look out for myself or Kyla's going to look out for herself, things can go terribly wrong. And I think, again, in the Christian community, um, there are things that need to be worked through. Don't get me wrong. There are little things that that need to be looked at and need to be challenged and need to be worked through. But I believe when we serve the Lord and others with all of our heart, those small things will seem less important in comparison to the eternal purposes for our community. And, and so it's, it's, it's one of those things, again, let's look for, uh, you know, let's, let's really focus on serving the Lord and serving others because that is where it's at. And, and all of these other little things that sometimes can interrupt and interfere will really grow strangely dim, I think, when we start fixing our eyes on him and his glory. And I said I was going to just give you three, but the last one, and I think really, uh, so I'm going to do four, and it's sacrifice, actually. So hang in there. Um, but I think this is one. this one sort of ties them all together. And so Paul said in the beginning of chapter 12, he said, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And um, the first 11 chapters in Romans is what Jesus did for us. And Paul explains that to us. And in this chapter, Paul is basically saying, in light of what was just said, here's how one should live. This is how we should be in community. Christ has done all of this. And then in chapter 12, it's like, now this is your, this is your job. And I think sometimes people will say, well, I just leave it up to the Lord and I'll just let him do what he wants to do in my life. And they put no effort into it. 
and they just go, I'm just going to be how I am and that's just the way it is. But I really believe it's important that there is there is an element certainly in the Christian faith where we have to become that sacrifice, where we have to say, no, this is, yes, Christ has done this for me, but now it's time for me to to apply some of these things in my life. I've read these scriptures all my life. I'm clearly not living some of them. It's it's important that I begin to live those. And it's important, obviously, that that we say, Holy Spirit, help me live these way, this way. But at the same time, we have to say, I'm going to do this. And so, in other words, we choose to love and honor and serve him and others. And in order to do that, it's going to require a significant effort on our part. It will require us to sacrifice and, and, and um, a giving up of what we want, right? And a picking up of God's ways. It's this whole idea, again, that we hear so often of dying to self and surrendering our wills to the Father. And, uh, you know, something that it's, it's, a, it's something that isn't a, a one-time decision, but an ongoing decision. And um, because being a living sacrifice means that we have choice. We can, we can be a living sacrifice or we can sort of get off the altar, so to speak, and just choose how we want to live. But we want to be people that are sacrificial. And so, you know, as my previous pastor said, we need to make a conscious decision every time of how we will respond when we are bumped. How are we going to respond in community? Are we going to do it in such a way that is going to really build each other up? And, uh, and so I believe that living from a place of sacrifice and a community, um, as a community, we will respond in the character of Jesus. And so this morning, my challenge for us again to be a strong community is to really live those three ingredients, to ask ourselves, Lord, am I, do I have those in the mix? And if I don't, Lord, I, I need to add these things to the mix. Because that's what's going to make this a strong community. And that doesn't mean we're not a strong community. It doesn't mean that we're not a healthy community. But it means that, as I said earlier, whether a church is rebuilding or whether a church is established, if you don't have those things in the ingredients of your church, things will begin to fall apart and deteriorate. And we don't want that. And so this was where I was going to do communion this morning. But We've done that together. And so um, I think what I'd like to do is just pray for us this morning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.